Good morning, Tucson. It's uh, another beautiful day here in the old Pueblo, and I want to thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. On this week's show, we discuss a local filmmaker who got his start in downtown Tucson and now works to revitalize downtown Douglas. Today is December 29th. It's the last Sunday of the year. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A Mountain to the U of A and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org, also available on your iPhone or your Android by using our very own downtown app. You can head over to your appropriate app store and get the Downtown Radio Tucson application and uh, take us wherever you go. If you want to get us here on the show, our email address is contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter. And for all of our past episodes, head over to our new webpage, lifealongthestreetcar.org, and uh, you can see our features uh, as well as our full podcasts. Lots of information over there on the webpage. And we're going to start today's show with a year-end celebration. We are approaching that day, that New Year's Eve, the 31st, where 2019 ceases to be and 2020 comes in to existence. One of the big things we're doing here in Tucson is the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl. That takes place around 2.30 on the 31st. It's kind of a big deal this year. They have, of course, the football teams of the Wyoming Cowboys and the Georgia State Panthers are in town to battle it out at Arizona Stadium on the 31st. And that is a part of several festivities that have uh, come to be as part of this bowl game. There's a pregame. Of course, there's tailgating that you can uh, participate in if you head over to the game. After the game, though, they got some fireworks at the stadium, and then the bowl group has sponsored the New Year's Eve Bowl Bash, which is going to happen downtown in conjunction with Hotel Congress, University of Arizona, um, sponsored, I think, uh, Tucson Federal Credit Union is, is sponsoring a big part of that for them, too. Uh, they're changing the area around uh, Hotel Congress into Tucson Times Square. It's going to be right there on Congress and 5th. It's a free event to the public. It's going to start around 6 and end around 1. going to be concerts, things for the kids, um, food, drinks, fireworks and a countdown to the new year with our very own taco drop so if you're in the area head downtown the 31st arizona bowl bash maybe do a little ice skating it's right in that area tucson's time square well el burrito cowboy paquita vaquita and amiga sue set out to save the city of Douglas, Arizona, from a menacing phantom. These are characters created by filmmaker Alfonso Sagun Casas, and they've been helping to teach children about healthy eating as part of El Burrito Cowboy's TV show. But now Casas has his team on the big screen, fighting to save Douglas, Arizona, from this horrible phantom. Along the way, they showcase the beauty, the history, culture, and architecture 
It's so unique to G Avenue in downtown Douglas. Now, Costas first started his film career here in Tucson, down at Access Tucson, which is on Broadway in downtown. Eventually, that led him into a 20-year career as a photojournalist for local news stations. I'm sure you've seen some of his work if you watch the evening news. And speaking to Alfonso, it's easy to see his love for Douglas and his desire to make the world understand the beauty of that town, which is so obvious to him. Well, we met up with a coffee shop at a coffee shop to discuss his 20-year career, his children's show, the movie, and of course, we had to ask about his New Year resolutions. Well, my name is Alfonso Sagún Casados. Uh, I'm a news cameraman and independent filmmaker. I've been working in TV for 20 years, and I've, I've made every mistake in television you can think of. So, um, you know, we all, we all start in the same place. At one point, we don't know anything, and, and, and the thing about this field is that you'll never learn everything. So you'll, you're always, you're always going to keep on moving forward, but you'll never learn everything. So that's why I, I really love photography and news. How did you get started with all of this? So. When I was um, when I was eight years old, I, I was born in Obreta, Sonora. I was raised in Douglas, Arizona. I was raised on both sides of the border. So when I was eight years old, my parents went to the movie theater in Douglas, and um, there was a movie. They put all the kids in a Disney movie, and the Disney movie ended about 30 minutes earlier than the rated R action movie they went to go see. And I snuck into the back of the theater and I watched the last 30 minutes of a movie called Extreme Prejudice with Nick Nolte and Powers Booth, and it was this big, huge shootout in Mexico. But that was pretty much the first time I've seen people that, you know, that look like me on screen, you know, Mexican people. And, and yeah, it was this big shootout, but I was like, wow, I want to be that guy in the movie. That's so cool. You know, I knew I was watching a movie, but I was like, I wanted to be that guy. So as a kid, I wanted to be an actor. It wasn't until much later that I started uh, learning about, you know, the behind the scenes. But even at a young age, probably like at around 12 years old, I learned about Steven Spielberg and Martin Scorsese. And I watched their movies and liked their movies. Eventually, gradually, I went, I wanted to go more behind the scenes instead of being in front of the camera. So that's where it all started with, with the movie. Wow. When I first started in TV, there was a, a friend of mine who worked at a TV station and I would tell him, hey, I'm gonna make these action movies. I'm gonna make these action movies. And he's like, you're not gonna make action movies. You're gonna make kids movies. I'm like, no, 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 I'm gonna make these action movies. I'm never gonna make kids movies. Well, I'll never say never. You know, I just came out with my first kids movie. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and I'm gonna pursue that. I'm gonna try to make more kids movies. So, yeah, I went from my first movie being uh, a, a Mexican wrestling movie to part two being a Mexican wrestling zombie movie to a 180 turn to kids movies. So, how, how many? Then how many have you created? How many movies have you done? Then uh, I've done three features. Okay, uh, yeah. Well, two features, and this one's about 45 minutes long. This is El Burrito Cowboy. El Burrito Cowboy. Yeah. So, and it, well, I definitely that's why I want to talk to you today. But you you mentioned earlier you got your start um, um, in in the news world because you're not just a filmmaker, but you're a journalist. A, 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 is it considered a photojournalist? Or? Uh, a photojournalist, right? And, and so we call ourselves photogs. Photogs. Mm -hmm. All right. See, I'm learning stuff. I love the show. Uh, well, you said you got your start kind of in the downtown area? Yeah, so there was, um, in downtown Tucson, there used to be the Access Channel, the Access Tucson Channel. Mm -hmm. And um, there was, I was awake like at 3 in the morning watching 
TV and this movie came on, this like uh, uh, low budget action movie. So I watched the whole thing and I was really impressed. It was on Axis Tucson. I was really impressed by it. So I called down Axis and asked for the director's name. And they gave me his name and his phone number. I called him. He was filming another movie. I came down to help him. And that's how I got started. I started helping him and learning how to make movies with him. And so you've been, you've been a photog then for, what, 20? I've been in TV for 20 years. Okay. So I started as an intern. So what I did is I called up you know, I don't know, Guy Ashley. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a longtime news anchor for Channel 9. And I called him on the phone and I introduced myself and I said, look, um, uh, I want to get into TV. I want to learn how to light, shoot, and edit. And I don't know what I should do. And he said, well, come down to the station. I'll give you a tour. And he gave me a tour. And then I got another tour at Channel 4. So, so you just randomly called him up? Just randomly. And he invited you down? Yeah, right. Cool. Yeah, I was pretty shocked when I met, I still remember I was at I was at uh, at my mom's house in the kitchen, and um, I called him, and I asked for him, and they patched me through, and I was shocked that they patched me through. You know, I grew up watching him, and there he is on the phone with me, and I was just like, "How you doing, sir? You don't know me, but this is what I want to do, and I don't know what to do." You know, he's the only person I knew on television, you know, because I grew up watching him. I started at Channel Four as an intern. And then from there, I, worked, I got a job in the studio. But there were certain people along the way that helped me get the job. Because back then, it was actually pretty difficult to get a job in the studio. Mm -hmm. So um, the thing is, I was always on time. I worked hard. And the main anchor saw that. And I went to the office and applied for a job. And I did not get it because I didn't have enough experience. Well, that main anchor went in there and talked to the boss and said, I think you should give this kid a chance. So they gave me a chance, and then from there, the rest is history. I've been in TV for 20 years. How, how, do, you, how do you find stories that you're going to cover? Are you assigned, or do you dig them out? I'm, I'm assigned. Okay. So what happens is, I, my day-to-day, -day, I come in at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and have an afternoon meeting. Um, news director, executive producer, all the reporters and producers, and they have a list of stories that they're going to cover for the day, and I'm assigned. Um, but just because I'm assigned doesn't mean I'm going to stay on that because, you know, the world changes really fast. And so I can go off and shoot one thing and say, hey, drop what you're doing, go over here. So it's, um, you just never know. Every day is di different. It's never the same. It's very random. You don't know where you're going to go, who you're going to meet. So I've met people from, you know, the most famous in the world to some people that just have just some serious rough lives and, 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 they, let, and they invite you in. And you, and, and, and you get to listen to their stories. It's incredible. Like um, some of the people I've met, some of the some of the stories that I've heard, and it's it's incredible. Well, and, and so the, this is a. I mean, what you're doing. There's a lot of things that are probably pretty emotional, pretty hardcore things that might even be tough to to hear or see. And you're 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 being. You have to be objective and and just report it. You can't get too involved with it. Is that fair? Yeah, I would say so. Like, so what happens is, just a couple months ago, I was at Homicide Survivors, and I was shooting a story. After the interview, the gentleman that ran, that runs the organization, asked me, "How do you um, emotionally protect yourself um, from all the st stuff that you see and interviews that you, you know, the, all the interviews that you shoot with some serious issues?" And I and and. Um, some, you know, we do take 
that home with us, some of the things we see. You know, there's things I've seen that I'll never forget. Um, but what happens is that I have a camera in front of me and I'm watching the world through the viewfinder. So I kind of separate myself from that. And it's a, I'm, I'm focused on the technical. Um, now the reporter, the reporter, all they have is a notebook in front of them. So they have to carry all that. That's a lot of stress, a lot of emotion that they carry. Is the uh, is part of your your protection? Is part of your outlet then this creative side that gets into movies, so that you can kind of create your own world? I wanted to to work in a TV station to learn how to light shoot, edit, and then I was going to make a movie, and then I was going to take off to Hollywood, and I was going to direct movies full time. That was you know the the 19, 20 year old me. So I did get in the TV. I didn't learn. I learned how to light shoot and edit. And I stayed in television. And I made a movie. And then I made another one. And I made another one. So there was a point where it was like, should I have gone to Hollywood and gone off and made movies? Or did I do the right thing? And in some respects, I did do the right thing by staying because television news has educated me because of just the life experience and all the different scenarios I've been able to. Um, that I've been put in. I, I, I directed and, and produced a kids movie called El Burrito Cowboy. And I'm from, like I said, I'm from Aguapreto, Sonora, raised in Douglas, so I was raised on both sides of the border. And um, when I was a kid growing up in Douglas, Douglas was a very vibrant town. Well, just like every town in America, their downtown has kind of has suffered and died out. And, you know, um, so what I'm trying to do is a couple things. Um, I want to make some movies. I want to uh, showcase my hometown in a positive light, and I want to see if the, our downtown can come back and be maybe like an artist hub of some sort, you know, maybe like kind of like how Bisbee is. And um, so I decided, you know what, I'm gonna try to do all three in one. So uh, I wrote this kid's movie, the characters, El Burrito Cowboy, Paquito Paquita, and Amigo Sue, going on a road trip adventure to my hometown of Douglas. The town is vacant and there's a phantom scaring everybody. So it shows, it shows off the architecture of the town. It shows off the, the grand hotel that we have there. It's called the, the Gatson Hotel. Beautiful lobby, beautiful hotel. I created a TV show, but also then I decided I'm gonna make a movie and that's where I made El Burrito Cowboy Saves Douglas, Arizona. So, so that was based off of a TV show that you were doing, or right. are doing. So I grew up watching a TV show called, a TV show called uh, Wallace and Latimo. It was filmed in Phoenix at the KPHO studios. And it's the longest running kids show in American history. So as an adult, I was thinking, you know, those shows don't exist anymore. I think it'd be fun to create my own. So that's where I came up with El Brito Cowboy uh, show. I tried to do the show years ago, but I didn't have a host. All I had is the costume characters and it just didn't work out because somebody needs to speak to the guests and the kids. And so we reformatted and reshot it. And I shot a handful of episodes and and then from there I decided, you know what, I'm going to make a movie with these characters. And, and you say it's for kids, but the way you're describing it, this is not, this is a, you know, the kids aren't interested in the architecture and the, and the history. That you're, you're playing to a whole different audience with right, that movie. Right, right, right. So yeah, the, so the movie in terms of, in terms of Douglas, you know, it's, um, yeah, the phantom, the scary phantom and the, and the characters, those are for kids. But the other message is, look at our town. Yes, it's not in great shape right now, 
but it, it can become something great again. Um, so yeah, it's 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 two for one. Who are your characters? So the main star is Eburito Cowboy, and then there's Paquita Vaquita, she's a cow, uh -huh. and then Amiga Sue, she's like a 1950s cowgirl, and then there's uh, the villain, uh, his name is Tor the Terrible, and then there's the Phantom. Where, where can uh, where can people find it? Is it is it? So the episodes are on YouTube. Um, I'm working out some screenings for the next year, mm -hmm. and I'm going to try to do a screening every month in a different city, and. Um, and then we're gonna launch the movie on Amazon. Amazon the movie will be up on Amazon for sale. So, so the, the the show is available online. Um, I saw you have a Facebook page, so we, we'll link to that. Um, and, but the movie itself is not out yet. It's not out. You're yet. gonna go through the screening process. I'm gonna go through some screenings, and then we're gonna upload it to Amazon so people can download it, rent it, or eventually be on Prime. Okay, uh, outstanding. I would love to. Um, as you get to that, I'd love to. If there's some way I can be a part of that. Um, at least to spread the word or, or do that, we definitely will. Just keep us posted on those timelines. Yeah, um, for sure. We are in the middle of our interview with uh, Alfonso Sagun Casas. He is a filmmaker from here in Tucson. Um, works on a lot of the news stories you might see on the evening news. He has a children's show and a film that he's just finished uh, putting together and will be releasing early in 2020. We'll be back to finish up our interview with Alfonso in just a moment. You are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. Well, we're going to finish up our interview with Alfonso Sagun Casas. We uh, heard a really good story about how he uh, came to be a filmmaker and his um, desires here to, to, to use his, his tools to revitalize the town of Douglas, Arizona. As part of that interview, uh, we, we uh, knowing as a year end, we tapped into our uh, New Year's resolutions questions, and I uh, wanted to make sure we shared this with you because he's got a very unique New Year's resolution that uh, it actually started five years ago. So five years ago, I made a New Year's resolution was that um, one day out of the month, I'm going to go do or see something different, some maybe go somewhere I've never been before or do something I haven't done in a long time. So I talked to my mom, for instance, and I asked her, Mom, when was the last time you rode a bike? And she said, ooh, maybe 1950. And I thought to myself, like, I, when was the last time I rode a bike? Or when was the last time I went ice skating? When was the last time I did this or that? And some of these things don't have to be these huge adventures. They don't have to all have to be, you know, skydiving, which one of them was skydiving, but they don't all have to be that. It could be, you know, um, going to Benson for the day, you know, some people have never been to Tombstone and actually, you know, they drive through it. Oh, I've been to Tombstone. Yeah, you drove through it, but have you stopped and walked around and gone to the shops? And, and that's what it is. It's just go and do something different every month. And it doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be um, out of this world. It could just be as simple as, you know what, I haven't gone for a hike in 10 years. Well, this this month, one day, I'm going to go for a hike. You know, there's people here in, in Tucson, unfortunately, that have never been to San Javier Mission or have never been to Sabino Canyon. You know, there's never been a Colossal Cave, you know, and there's a lot of wonderful stuff in Tucson. There's a lot of wonderful stuff in Southern Arizona to see and to do. There's tons. 
Have you been tracking this? Do you have a list? I haven't. Of I haven't like, tracked it down. Like this month, you know, it's so. Like, I have a Facebook page, and I I put up. I assume like most people, just a highlight of their life, right? So whenever I go on a trip or whatever, or we go out for a bike ride, you know, I'll take a picture. So because I've always liked the idea of like scrapbooking, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, putting pictures together and uh, scrapbooking. Well, now we have Facebook to do that for us. So. So yeah, if, if you go through my feed, you can say, oh yeah, he's there, he's there, he's there, you know? And it's not a thing to like... Your, your personal page, you don't My have personal page. Yeah. It's not one of those things I do it to like show off, it's yeah. just to keep track of my life, you mm -hmm. know, like document my life. So yeah, the, it, it has it has enriched me. I, have, I, I look forward to the next thing I do. I, I, I never do podcasts, so this could be one of them. You know, this is something totally different. But, but you're intentional about it. Every month you, you, Every, you sit down and say, I've got to do something this month that I haven't done ever or in a while. Right. It's very intentional. Yeah. I think that is fascinating. I, I'm going to start doing that. So. You're going to create a movement. Because I'm going to start doing that intentionality of it to sit down at the beginning of a month and say, what is something that I'm going to do? Um, I think that's a, a fantastic way to explore your city, your, your country, your life. Um, it's very... Um, it's organized and random at the same time, and I love that. Like my job sends me to so many different places, but sometimes we go places and it's very quick, it's very impassing. Mm -hmm. So that exposes me to a lot of stuff, but I don't count what I do at work as what I do on my personal mm -hmm. time. You know? But you might but, go back. But I'll go back and I'll spend more time there or I'll explore a little more. You know, I made a list on my phone of all the things uh, new reporters at my station need to do within their two-year contracts. So I'll email it to them or text it to them. Like, these are the things you have to do while you're here. You know, it's all the different spots you could see, go see restaurants you go eat at, and so on and so on. Not that this is the list that says, this is Tucson, but this is my list that I come up with, things that I've done, and I, I've enjoyed them, so I'm like, I figured maybe you'll enjoy it too, so. So 60, at least 60 new things you've done or redone intentionally, that's fantastic. Like I said, a lot of these things don't have to be anything you know, super extravagant, you know, there's... Do you ever sit around and get to the end of the month and like, oh crap, I haven't done something new and you... No, 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 I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it doesn't cause me any stress. So it doesn't, it, yeah, it's not like I'm at a deadline. It just, it just happens when it happens, but it happens within the month. Yeah, what a fantastic interview. Uh, you know, I, I met him at an event for Local First Arizona. He was actually working and doing the, uh, the filming for a, a news story, and we just started talking, and I'm just completely fascinated with his story and, his, and, and really like this um, idea of doing something new and unique each and every month and being intentional about it. So something I am going to take up in 2020 and encourage others to do as well. My name is Tom Heath. You are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. That's going to do it for episode number 116. Oh my goodness. At the end of 2019, and we're at the episode number 116. It's been an amazing, uh, amazing run so far. This is our second full year. We started at the end of 2017, so this is our second full year. I just want to th say thank you to all of our guests, to all of those that have promoted and supported us. We uh, couldn't do it without you, and the amount of time and energy that some people here in Tucson are willing to spend to to help us is, is absolutely phenomenal. We've had some great guests this year. 
and look forward to a fantastic 2020. Uh, if you head over to our webpage, lifealongthestreetcar.org, you'll be able to get the rebroadcast of today's show as well as our featured interview with uh, Alfonso. We'll have that available probably by tomorrow. And uh, on our Facebook page, we'll link to uh, Alfonso's uh, show, El Burrito Cowboy, and um, the movie uh, about saving Douglas. El Burrito Cowboy and friends uh, save Douglas. The um, exit for our show today is a, a little bit different. We uh, looked back on 2019, had a tremendous amount of uh, in, impact uh, players talking to us about what they're doing in our community we had artists, we had politicians, we had volunteers, organizations. We just, it's just been a great year. So what we did is put together a little montage of some of those folks there so you can get a, a sense of the people that have supported us throughout 2019. Well, my name is Tom Heath. You are listening to Life Along the Streetcar. I hope you have a fantastic week. Tune in next Sunday for more information about our urban core. My name is Alfonso Saúl Casados. I'm the director of El Brito Cowboy, Saves Douglas, Arizona, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Perfect. Did I say it right? That's it. Perfect. Yeah. I'm Jonathan Mabry, and I'm the executive director of the nonprofit Tucson City of Gastronomy. I'm also a researcher at the Desert Laboratory on Tumamak Hill, and I'm listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Yeah, I'm Autumn Ekman, and I'm an assistant professor of dance. I'm Jean-Louis Dumas. That's my first and last name. Uh, I don't have a middle name. I didn't get that lucky. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm Christina Williams, and in Silver Cloud Express, I play bass, and I'm one of the singers, one of the songwriters. And I'm Jamie LeBose. I play guitar and sing, and I'm also one of the songwriters in the band. So I'm Ricky English, and we're at English Salon Spa in downtown Tucson. My name is Ashley Drew, and I am the executive director of Pet Partners of Arizona. And I'm Tony Ray Baker, and I am um, on the advisory board for Pet Partners. I'm Roger Pfeiffer, and I am co-chair of a nonprofit organization called Friends of Tucson's Birthplace. I'm Chris Squires. Uh, my partner, JP, and I started 1055 Brewing. My name is Dre Vocal. I'm the festival director of 10 West um, through Startup Tucson. I'm also the program director at Startup Tucson. And my name is Jessica Suskin. I'm the co-director of the festival and I'm a program manager for festivals and community outreach at the University of Arizona. My name is Melissa Dioria and I'm the senior director of communications and marketing here at United Way of Tucson and Southern Arizona. My name is Stevie Rose. I'm a spoken word poet. I'm a written poet. Um, I'm also a singer-songwriter as well. I'm Janos Wilder. I'm the president of the board of, City of Tucson City of Gastronomy. I own Downtown Kitchen and Cocktails and the Carriage House, and I'm listening to Life Along the... Well, let me do that again. I'm listening to Life, <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to life Along the Streetcar. <laughs>